Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three, two, one. When I'm working out, I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer. Jim Calhoun, NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreet is on the phone. Here we Welcome back, everybody. Episode six. Over the podcast. It is Swimming America. The Air Tour Sports Podcast presented by Betfred Sportsbook. It is Friday, April 7th, 2023. People, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is having a great day. I hope everybody is doing better than my voice. Not doing too good here on a Friday, but I had to soldier on. Please bear with me, but let me explain why. We have so much going on. I couldn't imagine not doing another show until Monday. So today's show, it will be pretty quick, pretty straightforward. We're going to start my way too early top 25 for 2023-2024 in college basketball. I will get you the names to know, the teams to know, my top 10. Already there has been some movement since Tuesday when I dropped it. So we'll discuss all that. Then we'll take a quick break and we got to do another major transfer portal news and notes segment because we've had so many players enter since the last time I did one of those. Ryan Nemhard from Creighton, um, Max Aismis from o- Oral Roberts, whoever. You go on and on. LJ Cryer from Baylor. We have some movement in Hunter Dickinson. He's zooming with Kentucky. He's zooming with Arkansas. Caleb Love may be down to two teams specifically. So we're going to discuss all that. Also some commitments. Arkansas picks up a guard, uh, all that good stuff. And that'll be the show. I know I said Aaron right, Aaron wrong. Listen, I think we save that for next week. Got to save the voice. I just want to get this show out because there's so much going on. Didn't feel like I could wait. So we'll do the top 25. Then we will do transfer portal news and notes really quickly before we get started one quick announcement um if you missed wednesday's national championship recap and by the way if you're not a a uconn fan you don't have to be to listen to it i'm not biased i'm not cocky i'm not arrogant if anything it's the opposite i'm fortunate to have seen what i've seen especially after what uconn went through so i've had a lot of people like torres i was regretting tuning in but if you missed that episode go back and listen it was a fun one kind of do some historical stuff But also on Wednesday's episode, we announced the winners of the Aaron Torres Pod Bracket Fanatic Challenge. And so very quickly, I want to acknowledge them again. In first place with 88 total points, he did have UConn winning the national championship. Rodrigo G. Rodrigo, stand up, take a round of applause. Hill Tumbler, you finished in second. Jesse Cohen in third. Green Eyes in fourth. 
Uh, someone named Doug from Bracket Fanatics will be reaching out to you. But congrats to the four winners of the Aaron Torres Pod Bracket Challenge with Rodrigo G taking home the first prize. With that said, though, let's switch gears. Let's jump into it and let's get to the topic of the day. But the topic of the day, listen, for people who are new to this show, I think there's this perception college hoops is done, college football is done, nothing's going to happen until July. And that might have been true in 2019, in 2014, in 2003. That is not the case in 2023 college sports. And so over the next couple months, we're not missing a beat. We are going to hit the portal harder than anyone has ever hit the portal. I'm going to be the Eric Musselman of covering the portal. Musselman recruits the portal harder than anybody. I'm the guy who covers it harder than anybody. So make sure you're checking in AaronTorresOnline.com for my write-ups. College basketball transfers are one-stop shop. But I bring it up because we're not slowing down. We'll do portal. We'll get back into some football stuff. Obviously, as we get into the summer months, we'll ramp back up towards football. So there's plenty going on. We're not missing a beat. But how I start every postseason college basketball, I don't want to call it an offseason, but the postseason in college basketball is I start with my way too early top 25 for college hoops. And so I think everybody's familiar with the concept. But basically, the day the season ends, everybody in the media, myself, I saw John Fanta did one, Jeff Goodman, whoever, drops out too early top 25. Basically, they're ranking for next season. I will say that in the eight, nine, 10 years that I've been doing this, this was by far the hardest one to do. And let me explain why. One, there's always the uncertainty of who's declaring for the NBA draft. Okay, we get that. Uh, this year, the transfer portal is insane. So I did it on Tuesday and uh, Jaden Bradley's entered from Alabama. Ryan Nemhard has entered from Creighton. And so rosters are going to be shaken up. But at the same time, you know what's really kind of screwing this up? is that fifth year, the extra year because of COVID, where you have so many players that would be out of eligibility, but now can come back for another year of college basketball. And what's interesting is some guys will take advantage of that. Many of them will not, but right now it's impossible to know. So you go across college basketball, think about everybody that could come back that we don't know. Isaiah Wong from Miami, Baylor Shireman from Creighton. Um, Whoever, I can't think, you know, Tiger Campbell from UCLA could come back for a sixth year if he really wants to. And so it's really hard to gauge what these rosters are going to look like because some guys are just going to say, you know what, I've been in college for four or five years, I'm done. Others are going to say, uh, I'm coming back for another year. Some guys are going to say, I'm coming back for another year and I'm transferring. And then I think there's actually going to be a lot of guys that say, I'm not coming back. Then they see what they could potentially get as a pro. And say, you know what, maybe I do one more year in college basketball because with NIL, I'm going to make more money. It's also worth noting, and, and so as we get into the top 25, let me say this. This is how I put together my top 25. Everybody else does it a little bit differently. But essentially, in trying to figure out who's coming back, this is the caveat. So I want, I want this on the record before I start listing teams, before anybody gets mad at me, okay? The caveat here is this. Is that basically the way that I put together the top 25 is pretty straightforward. The only players that I determined not to be on your team for next year are the players that are, are just flat out out of eligibility, and there's plenty of those. If you've said publicly you're not coming back, like I'm done. Drew Timmy said, I'm done. I'm done with college basketball. I'm not coming back. So he's off the list. 
And if you're a projected surefire first-round pick, then I have you gone. Cason Wallace has declared. Nick Smith has declared. Brandon Miller has declared. If you're one of those guys, then, then you're not on the list. But what I think is interesting is, one, the portal is going to be crazy. But, two, a lot of guys are going to use the fifth-year COVID year. And, two, what I also think is interesting is that there's a world now where players can make more money in college than they would as second-round NBA draft picks. And so I think this is an interesting element leading into this week. Trevin Brazil from Arkansas might have been a second-round pick. I think he's probably going to make more money in NIL at Arkansas. Mark Mitchell, Duke. uh, Tyrese Proctor, Duke. Both have said, I'm coming back. I'm not even going to test the waters because I know I can make more money. Well, they didn't say I'm going to make more money at Duke, but it's a possibility. So that's why if you're a second-round pick, I have you coming back. And that is how I have the rosters right now. Now, with that said, stuff is going to change, but let's get, I've wasted enough time. Let's get to the way too early top 25 for, uh, for 2023-2024. Uh, and here is my list, my top 25 so far. We'll rip through the top 10, give you my thoughts, and then we'll quickly go through everybody else. Number one, in ATs, way too early, top 25 for 2023-2024, it is... Drum roll, please. The now reigning national champion, UConn Huskies. And so what I would say about UConn, we talked about this on Wednesday's show. But what's crazy about UConn's national championship, there is a very good chance that a good chunk of that team will come back. Now, Joey Calcaterra, Joey California, he's the only one that's out of eligibility. Jordan Hawkins is going pro. He's going to be a top 15 pick. He should go pro, whatever. What's interesting is everybody else. Andre Jackson just completed his third year. Now he's starting to move up draft boards, maybe a second round pick. Does he declare? He said publicly after the game Monday, his plan is to be back next year. So I have him on the list. Adama Sonogo, we talked about it on Wednesday's show. Adama Sonogo is going to, he's a foreign student, so NIL is complicated. But he's probably going to make more money in NIL in college than he will as a pro. Does he come back? What does that mean for Donovan Klingon, the backup center who is uh, uh, picking up steam in NBA draft circles? Does Adama Sinogo coming back mean that Donovan Klingon comes back? Does it mean that maybe he tries to test the NBA draft because of the fact that he doesn't want to be a backup for another year? So UConn's still got some stuff to figure out. But I think Andre Jackson is back. I think one of the two centers is back. Now, Tristan Newton, the starting point guard, went through senior day. I don't think he will be back, but part of that is because UConn also has a top three recruiting class coming in next year, headlined by Stefan Castle, a five-star point guard. And so, listen, I don't know exactly what UConn's roster is going to look like. I don't even think Dan Hurley knows. But I think at minimum, you're probably looking at Andre Jackson back, Alex Carabin, who was a starter back, and one of the two centers. That right there is a core good enough to win the national championship, especially when you add in Stefan Castle, the five-star point guard. UConn, I think, will be relatively quiet in the portal, but they are targeting shooting guards specifically to replace Jordan Hawkins. Nick Timberlake from Towson will visit UConn next week. He's actually, as I record here, currently on a visit to Kansas. So listen, we know how the portal works. Stuff can change. He might visit to Kansas. He might commit to Kansas before we get off here. But right now, UConn is my number one team in the country. Um, and as of right now, I, I, I think they're sure fire, although a lot can change. 
Let's keep it going. How about number two? Number two is also from the Big East. This one might surprise you. I have Marquette at number two in ATs, way too early, top 25. And I know what some of you say, Torres, that's way too high. Marquette, what have they ever won? Well, they won a national championship in the 70s, but most of us weren't around for that. But listen, say what you want about Marquette, flamed out against Michigan State in round two. This was the Big East regular season champ. This was the Big East tournament champ. This is a team that beat UConn twice during the season. And so I bring it up because they were really good. And here's the twist. They're projected to bring back everybody. Now, could they lose somebody to the portal? Of course, everybody's going to lose somebody to the portal. But Marquette, what's interesting about them, they don't really have any guys with tough NBA decisions. Like, I think Andre Jackson from UConn has a tough NBA decision. Do I stay? Do I go? I don't think Marquette's guys really do. Tyler Kolick, the Big East player of the year, he should be coming back. Cam Jones, the second-leading scorer, he should be coming back. Osa Igadoro, Omax Prosper, the two big guys, they should be coming back. So you look at Marquette, Big East regular season champ, Big East tournament champ, finished in the top 10, bringing everybody back. I have them at number two. Number three, I think one of the more fascinating teams this offseason. That is John Shires, Duke Blue Devils. And what I would say about Duke, it's a very interesting deal, okay? Because what I just said a minute ago, I, I, I think is an interesting new trend to watch out for. Tyrese Proctor and Mark Mitchell were both five-star freshmen this year. In a previous world, pre-NIL, I believe that those guys probably would have declared for the draft by now. Because back in the pre-NIL days, and I know everybody was probably getting something, but in the pre-NIL days, if you came back to college basketball, you were getting nothing. And so the alternative was, do I stay in college and make nothing, or do I go try to be a second-round pick and, and land in the NBA draft? Well, now those guys can make money in college, and those two guys basically said, screw it, let's just run it back another year. Jeremy Roach, the starting point guard the last two years, I expect him to be back. He hasn't officially announced. That's a good starting three, especially when you factor in they have the number two recruiting class coming in, headlined by Mackenzie and Baco, Jared McLean, Sean Stewart. This is going to be a really, really good team. Now, there's two interesting notes on Duke that I want you to keep that little eye on going forward. One, Kyle Filipowski, their leading scorer, star freshman. He's like a late first-roundish type pick. My expectation is that he will declare, but it isn't a grand slam home run, no doubt about it. So there's a possibility they could get back their best player. And even if they don't, here's the other twist. Could Hunter Dickinson replace him? We're going to talk about Hunter Dickinson. He Zoomed with Kentucky and Arkansas earlier this week. But if Duke does lose Kyle Filipowski, my sense is they're going to go all in on trying to get Hunter Dickinson to campus. So keep an eye on that. I think if either of those two things happens, either Hunter Dickinson comes or Kyle Filipowski comes back, I will probably move Duke to number one in the country. Number four, I will say, was Creighton. And then on Thursday, their starting point guard, Ryan Nemhard entered the transfer portal. Not a big fan, but I'm not in the business of telling other people what to do with their lives. So Creighton's going to get moved down. I still have him in the top 15. But we're now going to move the team up from number five to number four. And this one is another one that might surprise you. But it's the Miami Hurricanes. And before anybody said, oh, Torres, you just love them because they made a Final Four. Remember, this was the ACC regular season champions. 
They were good all year. You just didn't pay attention because it's Miami basketball. Now, the big thing here with Miami is Isaiah Wong, the ACC player of the year coming back. He is a player that has more eligibility, and it'll be curious to see. Does he want to stay another year? Does he just want to go pro? But right now, I don't see him as a projected first-round pick, so I have him coming back. Nigel Pack, I would assume, is coming back. He had a public two-year deal announced as part of NIL, so he should be back. And so in total, Miami's going to bring back four or five starters off of that, um, off of that, off of a Final Four team. So I don't know what you want me to do. If they bring back Nigel Pack, if they bring back Isaiah Wong, they're going to be the favorites in the ACC outside of maybe Duke. Just saying, that's a really good team. We'll see if Isaiah Wong sticks, but I have them at number four. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Number five, you guys are going to kill me. I have Purdue at number five. Because listen, at the end of the day, what is the rules? If you're not a first-round pick, if you haven't announced you're not coming back, I have you coming back. And you look at Purdue, and as frustrating as they were to watch it, as frustrating as the end of the season was, they could bring back basically everybody. They lose a reserve guard named David Jenkins to graduation, Brandon Newman a backup to the portal. But Zach Eadie's probably coming back. Um, The two starting guards, Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer, are coming back. Caleb First, Mason Gillis, Trey Kaufman-Wren, they're coming back. And so I don't know what you want me to do. They beat Duke and Gonzaga in the regular season. They won the Big Big Ten regular season. They won the Big Ten tournament. I got to put them in the top five. They're a top five team. Now, they were a little bit overrated, but they weren't, like, massively overrated. They won the games they were supposed to. I have Purdue at number five. Number six. Maybe the most controversial team in my top 10 because I had the fan base telling me I was both had them too high and too low. I actually have the Kentucky Wildcats at number six. And I know whatever. So first of all, again, some Kentucky fans, oh, that's too high. Others, that's way too low. How could you do that? Let me explain my logic, okay? I think this year proved once again. Everybody hates Calipari. Okay, I get it. The one mistake Calipari made from the beginning was not giving Cason Wallace the ball. And I would add this, something nobody wants to talk about. Shaden Sharp was supposed to be the starting point guard this year. If you have Shaden Sharp back, it means that Severe Wheeler is probably never there. And you get off to a much better start during the season. But regardless, Calipari makes the move, goes to Cason Wallace. Cason Wallace was hurt for two of the three worst losses of the season. South Carolina at home, Vanderbilt at home. You beat both of those teams. You're probably a three seed, a four seed in the NCAA tournament. 
Well, now, guess what? There's no severe Wheeler anymore. The ball is going to be in DJ Wagner's hands. And again, when Calipari has an NBA-level point guard, good things happen. So I like DJ Wagner. Justin Edwards is a dog on the wing. Aaron Bradshaw is really good. And those are three top 10 prospects for people who don't know who those players are. Three top 10 high school players in America. Calipari can win with, now, can you win a national championship with freshmen? I don't know. But Calipari can win the SEC with them. That's for darn sure. Three of the top 10 players in America with a legitimate point guard. Now, what they do from there, Antonio Reeves, I think you need him back. Now, was he as good as the 37 points he put up at Bud Walton? No. But was he as bad as he was the final day of the season against Kansas State? He wasn't either. By the way, I've said it many times. They were up with under four minutes to go against Kansas State. They easily could have won that game, easily could have been playing Michigan State in the Sweet 16, then would have had to play Florida Atlantic to go to the Final Four. So I'm just bringing it up to say, it was never as bad as people made it out to be. I have Kentucky at number six. Some people think it's way too high. And yes, some people think it's too low. Number seven, Kansas Jayhawks. Listen, first of all, the best news that Kansas got There was a weird rumor floating around. I think it was Tuesday night that Bill Self was going to have to announce his retirement. He came out with a statement on Wednesday. You know, the the, the Wolf of Wall Street, I ain't going anywhere. I ain't going anywhere. So that's the best news that Kansas could have gotten. Um, And their roster is kind of interesting right now. A couple of really good players back. Dewan Harris is back at point guard. KJ Harris is back down low. Um, Joseph Yesifu is a backup that's pretty good. Um, But they have work to do on the roster. But I trust Bill Self. I trust Bill Self to get it done. Bill Self's a dog, man. Say what you want about Bill Self. Every year he's going to have a team good enough to win the national championship. So now you're bringing back multiple starters. They do have to add some scoring on the wing. Kevin McCuller is, I I believe, about to test the NBA draft waters. Second rounder, does he come back? Then you have three starters back. Kansas is going to be really good again. They're number seven. Number eight, this is where it gets complicated, okay? So Kansas was my number seven team uh, coming out of the regular season. Then at number eight, I had Alabama, but Alabama lost Jaden Bradley to the transfer portal. So with Alabama losing a guy and Arkansas adding a guy, I'm now bumping up Arkansas from number 10 to number eight, surpassing both Alabama, but also Creighton, who I just discussed as well. Why Arkansas? Well, Arkansas, remember, They have Trevin Brazil, who was playing like an All-American, coming back here uh, next year. 6'10", 6'11", elite, elite athlete. He's back. On top of that, Jalen Graham, backup four, announced he'll be back. Keon Menefield, really good portal guard, committed earlier this week. And then you start to get into the stay-go decisions. Now, Ricky Council's gone. Uh, Nick Smith is gone. I think Devo Davis, even though he's testing the waters, is probably back. Jordan Walsh is right on the fence. That's a really if you have if you start with Devo Davis, Jordan Walsh, Jalen Graham, and Trevin Brazil, that's a really good core. Oh, by the way, Joseph Pinion, a backup guard, announced that he's coming back. They got a really good roster going into next year. And you know Eric Musselman is going to continue to push in the portal. I have Arkansas at number eight. At number nine, I will bump up Michigan State. Michigan State has a chance to be really good. Tyson Walker, their star guard, he's hinted he's coming back. He's another one of those extra COVID year guys. Until he says he's not coming back, I'm going to keep him on this list. Uh, And that backcourt should be really good. 
Jaden Akins, AJ Hogard, down low, Matty Sissoko. And then it's worth noting they also add a five-star uh, center named Xavier Booker, and they also had a five-star point guard named Jeremy Fears. Michigan State has a chance to be really good next year. Would not shock me if they win the Big Ten over uh, over uh, Purdue. By the way, with Arkansas, I did not mention, they also have a bunch of five-stars coming in. Bayfall is a stud. Saw him over the summer. Uh, Layden Blocker is a stud on the wing. So Arkansas is really good. I have Arkansas 8, Michigan State 9. I will put Alabama at 10. They did lose Jaden Bradley to the NBA, uh, to the transfer portal earlier this week, but Alabama will still bring back very likely. Now, Javon Quinterly and Charles Bediaco are both testing the NBA draft waters. Bediaco's basically said, I'm just doing this for feedback. Quinterly's another one, 60-year guy, but there's some NIL opportunities for him, and it would not surprise me at all if he ends up coming back for another season of college basketball for that reason. Mark Sears will be back. Barring something surprising, Ryland Griffin, who I thought showed real flashes, should be back. Nick Pringle should be back. I actually like that Alabama core a lot. So a little bit of a shakeup, but I do have Arkansas at 8, Michigan State at 9, Alabama at 10. Let's quickly rip through everybody else. Number 11, how about them Owls of FAU? That's right. That sounds crazy. Here's the crazy part about FAU. They just made a Final Four. They return all five starters. Now, we'll see in the portal era. We'll see, you know, if anybody tests the NBA draft waters. But they're a really good team that returns everybody except for one backup, Michael Forrest. They return Elijah Martin. They return, on top of that, uh, they return Brian Greenlee, who I thought had a great NCAA tournament. They were a, remember, this was a team, this, this Final Four thing wasn't a fluke. Florida Atlantic, Finished the regular season 28 and two. Okay. 28 and three, excuse me. Three games in the big uh, uh, conference tournament, four games in the end. They finished 35 and four this season. Best record in college basketball, most wins, at least in college basketball. Florida Atlantic brings back everybody. Janelle Davis, if nobody enters the transfer portal, I have them at number 11. Creighton at number 12. I know they lost Ryan Nemhard. But Baylor Shireman, I expect to be back. Another fifth-year guy. As long as they don't lose anybody else, I think Creighton's going to be okay. Baylor Shireman's really good. Ryan Nemhard is gone, but Ryan uh, Kalkbrenner is excellent. Um, uh, you know, uh, who, who am I blanking on? Trey Alexander is really good. Mason Miller, I thought, came on strong. We'll see if Arthur Kaluma tests the NBA draft waters, but I, I'll just go through everybody else really quick. I do have Creighton at number 12 based on these adjusted rankings. UCLA is a really interesting one. Mari Bailey and Dembona were both projected one and dones. As of right now, I have both them coming back. Neither of them are projected to be picked. Jalen Clark will be the interesting name there. He was projecting as a first-round pick. Tears his Achilles. Does he decide to come back and do one more year of college basketball? Remember, Justin Moore from Villanova tore his Achilles last March. He ends up coming back. It worked out well for him. UCLA at 13, Arizona at 14. I don't know if that's too high or too low, but right now I think they're going to get Ryan Nemhard, but they don't have him. But it's Kylan Boswell's team at point guard. Azulis Tubelis will be back as well. Umar Balo and Pella Larson, Arizona at 14, San Diego State at 15. I actually really like the group that San Diego State has coming back. Now, Brian Dutcher said at the Final Four, they have a chance to be better next year than they were this year. 
I don't know if I'm buying that, Coach Dutch, but I have San Diego State at number 15, Lamont Butler, Darian Trammell, Micah Parrish back. So, same with Jaden Leday. Keisha Johnson's an interesting name to follow. Fourth-year guy, extra year. Does he return? Number 16, Texas A&M. Texas A&M could return everybody off the second-place team in the SEC outside of uh, outside of um, Dexter Dennis. So they're worth keeping an eye on. I have Kansas State higher than most at 17. I wonder if Keontae Johnson comes back. He missed two years of basketball. You know, when he, Ke- Ke- Keontae Johnson started workouts at Kansas State, he hadn't run a sprint in two years. That is how far he came to just be a high-level college basketball player. Does he come back for one more year to try to impress NBA draft scouts? I have Texas at 18. I expect Tyrese Hunter back. There's not a ton around him. I think Texas is going to do really well in the portal. Rodney Terry's got things set there. The NIL is going to be great. The team had success. I have Texas at 18. Controversial. North Carolina at 19. We've talked about it before. It seems like for all intents and purposes to me that North Carolina is basically pinning everything that went wrong last year on Caleb Love. We'll see if that's the case, but RJ Davis is back. Armando Baycott is back. They've already added a really nice transfer, Paxton Wojcik. Uh, Simeon Wilshire's a five-star guard. And then, oh, by the way, and we've discussed this, Ian Jackson, five-star guard, class of 2024. I told you I think he's going to reclassify. Everybody said, no, he's not reclassifying. We're starting to pick up buzz that he might. Number 20, Houston. They bring back Jamal Shedd, Terrence Arsenault are the names to know. I think they'll hit the portal. Maybe LJ Cryer. They could be really good. Tennessee at 21, a very interesting one. They could bring back everybody. I don't even know if Tennessee fans want to bring back everybody off last year, but I have them at 21. 22, Baylor. They got some stuff to figure out. Good thing is two really good freshman guards, Jacoby Walter and Miro Little. 23, Maryland returns most of their NCAA tournament team, headlined by uh, Jameer Young. 24, St. Mary's. 25. How about this? The Gonzaga Bowl. I mean, I have Gonzaga in. Because Gonzaga is going to get dudes in the portal and Gonzaga is going to win enough games to make the NCAA tournament. But I feel like, and this is an offseason topic, this feels like the, the, the transition from elite, elite, elite program from Gonzaga to maybe taking a step back. No Drew Timmy, no obvious stars in the team. Hunter Salas hit the portal earlier this week. Uh, Gonzaga in at number 25. Again, my top 10, UConn, number one, Marquette, number two, Duke, number three, Miami, number four, Purdue, number five, Kentucky, six, Kansas, seven, Arkansas, eight, Michigan State, nine, Alabama, 10. All right. So what I'm going to do, how do you like my voice? Do I sound like a, like Clint Eastwood or something? I feel like I sound like Clint Eastwood. I don't know. Like Clint Eastwood, if he was too busy partying after his team won the national championship. Anyway, going to take a quick break, come back, and we are going to try to gut through a portal news and notes segment. There is so much going on. We're going to talk about the players that have entered. We're going to talk about Hunter Dickinson, Zoom, Zoom, just Zooming with everybody, Kentucky, Arkansas, et cetera. Talk about some commitments. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, we're getting back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. It is March. You want to make wagers. And there is no better place to make them than at the Betfred Sportsbook, the presenting sponsor of the Aaron Torres pod and all things Aaron Torres media. By now, you know Betfred's story. Started in 1967 in the UK, over 1,600 shops in the UK, and they have come to the United States and made a major splash. They are the presenting sponsor of the Colorado Rockies, Denver Broncos, Cincinnati Bengals, Aaron Torres Media. And what I love about Betfred, they do more for their customers than anybody, and here's what they're doing for you this March. You can bet $50 on any game this March, any game. And they will give you up to $1,111 in free bets. Here's how it works. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app. Go to betfredsports.com. Make your first $50 wager. You automatically get $111 in free bets. But then how about this? For the first five weeks that you are a Betfred customer, you will be insured for up to $200 for the first five weeks. So you you make a few bets and we're all going to win all our bets this March. But if it doesn't work out, They'll give you up to $200 back for the first five weeks that you're a Betfred customer. So download the Betfred Sportsbook app, bet $50 on any game, 111 in free bets, plus up to $200 in free bets in insurance the first five weeks. That is all you got to do. Betfred Sportsbook, Betfred Sportsbook app. Tell them Torres sent you. Enjoy March, everybody. All right, everybody. I am back. Going to be back. Going to be back. I do want to, first off, again, I want to apologize about the voice. When your team wins a natty on Monday, sometimes by Thursday, you're not in very good shape. But I do want to try and get through this segment. And part of the reason I wanted to even do a show today, there has been so much that has happened in the transfer portal over the last couple of days. I didn't think we could wait another two, three, four days until Monday to talk portal. So what I want to do now, it's been about a week since we did one of these transfer portal news and notes segments. I just want to hit on everything that's going on in the portal right now. We'll talk about four or five players that have entered the portal since the last time I did one of these updates. There's some interesting movement on the Hunter Dickinson, Caleb Love front. We'll discuss that. And then we'll discuss some uh, commitments. Kirk Creesa has a new home. Uh, Arkansas picked up a commitment. So try to bear with the voice. Again, I apologize, but I couldn't wait until Monday to talk portal. So let's get into it. In terms of the new players in the portal over the last couple of days, to me, 
The single most fascinating one came Thursday when Ryan Nemhard, the starting point guard for Creighton, decided to enter the transfer portal. Put simply, this is a really good college basketball player. Six-foot point guard, um, you know, led Creighton in minutes this year, has been the starting point guard since the day he stepped on campus, averaged 13 points, four rebounds, just under five assists per game this season, was an integral part of Creighton's Elite Eight team, uh, starter, good shooter, really everything you want in a modern college point guard. I'd add, that's also why it's so surprising that he's in the portal. Led Creighton in minutes. The team won. Ball is in his hands. I don't really know what he wants outside of what he was already getting at Creighton, but this is the world that we live in. I talked to a couple people throughout the day on Thursday, and I'm using talk loosely because I wasn't really talking. But um, but what I would say is my understanding from the family's perspective is they're starting to wonder, you know, are other guys overshadowing him? Why is he not on NBA draft boards? Why was he not an all Big East guard this year? Is there something else out there? Now I would argue he's not an NBA draft boards. I don't know if he's an NBA player. About 5'11", 6 feet. But that doesn't mean that he's not a very good college basketball player. And so I don't necessarily agree with the decision to leave, but it doesn't change the fact that he is one of the best players in the portal. I just updated my rankings of the top players in the portal. He is number two behind Hunter Dickinson. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens in his recruitment. Now, I was tipped off that it appears as though Arizona is a heavy favorite in his recruitment. Remember, Ryan Nemhard is the younger brother of Andrew Nemhard. Andrew Nemhard transferred from Florida to Gonzaga. Actually, very similar circumstances. Andrew Nemhard led Florida in minutes played when he transferred. But Gonzaga turned Andrew Nemhard into an NBA player. Well, who was Andrew Nemhard's lead recruiter when he was at Gonzaga? When he was recruited to Gonzaga? It was current Arizona head coach Tommy Lloyd. So there's a relationship between player and, and coach, family and coach. And it is worth noting, the Gonzaga system elevated Andrew Nemhard into an NBA player. I think the family hopes that they can do the same for Ryan Nemhard. It remains to be seen, but I suspect that Ryan Nemhard will ultimately commit to Arizona, but just a shocking, shocking, shocking piece of transfer news. Speaking of shocking, I'll tell you this. I was on the way to the national championship game on Monday night, NRG Stadium in Houston, when the news broke that LJ Cryer from Baylor has also entered the transporter. This one's already about 72 hours old by the time I'm recording it. We just haven't had a chance to talk portal stuff. But LJ Cryer is a great college basketball player. Six foot one. He's really more of a shooting guard than a point guard. Um, but he was Baylor's second leading scorer. And remember, Baylor was a really good college basketball team this year. Top 10 for most of the season, ended up as a three seed. Ironically, they lost to Creighton in the round of 32. Who knew that was the uh, unhappy? They should call it the round of unhappiness because Ryan Nemhart's gone. Now LJ Cryer's gone. A great college basketball player, 15 points per game, about a 43% three point shooter. And if you're just looking for a dude that can get you buckets, that has proven that he can get you buckets at the high major level, LJ Cryer is your guy. Now, what's interesting with him? is sort of what's interesting with the Ryan Nemhard stuff. The reason that I've been told that he's leaving is I do think he kind of wants to prove at six foot one, I can be a point guard, I can lead an offense. Just one problem, I don't think that's what he's good at, right? Like, like I could do a lot of things, but I'm good at talking about sports when I actually have a voice. And so I think that's going to be the interesting part of his recruitment. When he's meeting with teams, 
Is it about being recruited to play a point? Like, like, is he only going somewhere because he wants to prove he can be a point guard? Because it takes away from his best skill, which is scoring. And I don't know if I want him as my point guard. I want him as my two guard. I think every school in America should be recruiting him as a two guard. But as the lead guard, I don't know. So it'll be interesting to watch unfold. Two teams continue to kind of surface as teams that make most sense for him. This being LJ Cryer, the transfer from uh, Baylor, who averaged 15 points per game, 43% three-point shooting. Um, The two schools that make the most sense, one is obviously Kansas State. Remember, Kansas State head coach Jerome Tang came from Baylor, was the lead recruiter at Baylor forever. And so that is the one that probably makes the most sense to me. LJ Cryer also from Houston. And Houston, to their credit, have had a lot of success with transfer portal guards. They took in Quentin Grimes from Kansas a few years ago. Houston would not surprise me as well. But to me, my guess is that K-State is the front runner here. By the way, they need a point guard without Marquise Noel. Speaking of Houston, we haven't talked since Tremont Mark, one of Houston's best players, entered the portal last weekend. Now, he's an interesting deal. He got a little, he's six foot five. You know, he's a great wing, wing defender. Um, Good score, 10 points per game this year. Not a great shooter, about 31, 32%. Another guy, just a very good college basketball player. Gets after it, great defensively, all that good stuff. What's interesting about him, I I think he just wanted a fresh start somewhere. He got kind of overshadowed this year, Marcus Sasser, Jarris Walker, whatever. But what's interesting about him, he's a two-way player, not a great shooter. But he does so many different things, and he can get you buckets. So Tremont Mark is in the portal. Uh, he is actually already down to four schools, uh, Kansas State, Texas A&M, Florida, and Arkansas. Um, no idea where is, you know, if he has a lean right now. Now, K-State makes a ton of sense, Big 12 territory. Um, you know, Texas A&M does need a wing defender with Dexter Dennis gone. Arkansas, I think, feels like they're in pretty good shape for him as well. So he'll be a name to monitor. He's also one that's worth noting. He has entered the NBA draft as well. So it may be a while before he ultimately makes a decision there. But really, really talented player in Tremont Mark. Let's keep it going. Last player that I really want to highlight, then we'll get to some news and notes in terms of visits and all that stuff. But Max Aismis, right? Max Aismis, I think most of you remember that name. But he's a very interesting story. Very loyal kid, by the way. So, you know, we talk about the transfer portal being this one way, no loyalty, no nothing. Max Aitzmiss, remember, two year, three years ago now, the 2020-2021 season, he led college basketball in scoring at Oral Roberts 25 points per game. Oral Roberts goes to the Sweet 16. They end up losing to Arkansas. He could have transferred at that point and gone to the high major level. Comes back for another year. Then comes back for this year as well and ends up being a really good player on an Oral Roberts team that made the NCAA tournament. They did lose in round one to Duke. But it's not because of Max Aismas, about 23 points per game, 37% three-point shooter. Now, he is a smaller guard, and it is worth noting. He is one of those guys that's kind of a hybrid. He's a point, but he's also the best scorer. And so it'll be interesting to see who recruits him um, because, you know, you do have to kind of build your entire system around him. I think it'll be interesting to monitor there. Now, I will say, it does appear, keep in mind, by the way, or Roberts head coach Paul Mills took the Wichita State job. I have seen that there is a crystal ball in. I think it's at on three for Wichita State. I have not heard it, but I do think it makes a ton of sense. You step up a level. AAC is a multi-bid league. You can get in for the NCAA tournament from the AAC as an at-large. 
Max Aitzmitz gets to play it on a higher level, gets to play for a coach he trusts. I don't know how far along that one is, but it does make a ton of sense. Let's get beyond just the players that are in the portal, and let's get to some news and notes in terms of visits and Zooms, because there's some interesting stuff going on. Let's start with our buddy, Hunter Dickinson. Big Dickinson energy. Now, it's interesting with Hunter Dickinson, because on Wednesday, when I got home from the Final Four, I, you know, I tweeted something. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. By the way, you got a Kingsley from Kentucky is now in the transfer portal as well. Another really good player. But when you got a Kingsley, you got an Onyeso Kingsley, when he entered the portal, right? I tweeted out something to the effect of like, wow, Kentucky, not really that aggressive in the portal, losing guys to the portal. They are really relying on that freshman class to be good. And I Kentucky, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, 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 this and that. All I'm saying is Kentucky does not appear to me to be very active in the portal. I think they've reached out to maybe four or five guys. I don't know that you can wait that long if you're Kentucky. And every Kentucky fan, oh, we're waiting for our roster to get figured out. So is everybody. So is everybody. Alabama's already taken a commit. Arkansas has taken a commit. TCU has taken a commit all while they're trying to figure out their roster. But I bring it up to say, right after I sent out that tweet, right after Big Blue Nation came after me, like I'm Calipari losing in the second round. Um Right after Big Blue Nation came after me, word did leak out that Hunter Dickinson, the the, the seven-foot All-American center from Michigan, was meeting on a Zoom with Kentucky. Now, Zooms are really informal. Doesn't mean he's visiting campus, whatever. I do think it'd be a good fit if the two sides could figure things out. Kentucky obviously lost a seven-footer to the portal. Um, They do have a freshman named Aaron Bradshaw coming in a five-star. But Aaron Bradshaw said many times, like, I can play the four. I want to prove I'm a stretch guy anyway. And I'll say this for Hunter Dickinson. I do think this UConn run over the last couple of weeks, like it proved to me, like, like I know there's this thing about like everything's about guards and spacing and three-point shooting. That's really important. There is something to be said, though, about just being able to dump the ball down low to a seven-footer to get you an automatic two. There is something to be said, though, about having a seven-footer patrolling the lane, making it making life difficult for everybody else. And so I bring it up because – I'm like back in on having a big guy. Now, I don't think you can have a stiff seven-footer that can't move. Like, like, And I get any Kentucky fan that's kind of like, we just kind of went through this with Oscar where he's good, but he gets caught up in ball screens, and then all of a sudden he can't defend at the rim. At least Hunter Dickinson has five inches on Oscar Sheep. At least he's a legit seven-footer where he does create problems at the rim for opposing teams and did average close to two blocks per game. So we'll see if it goes anywhere. I did a full segment, by the way, on YouTube on Hunter Dickinson in Kentucky. Make sure to check that out. Also worth noting, Hunter Dickinson did have a Zoom with Arkansas. You know, now Arkansas is an interesting one because right now their roster is so in flux. Um, You know, Jalen Graham, uh, uh, backup forward, did announce he was returning. But outside of that, and Joseph Pinion, I should mention, a shooting guard, did announce he's returning as well. But there's a lot of moving parts. Ricky Council's going pro. Nick Smith is going pro. I believe as I'm recording, Anthony Black still hasn't officially declared yet. Jordan Walsh, is he going to test? Is he not going to test? I'll tell you this, same thing for Arkansas that I just said for Kentucky. If you have a chance to build around Hunter Dickinson for 2022, 2023, 2024, you probably got to do it, right? Like there's just something to be said about having a seven-footer down low that's an automatic bucket, but at the same time, can defend the rim, can step out. Hunter Dickinson did shoot 43% from three this year, so his game is expanding. But he met with Kentucky. He met with Arkansas. There's increasing Kansas rumors. 
He's projected to take a visit to Georgetown soon. So we'll see what happens with Hunter Dickinson. I'll just say this. He's one of these guys. He doesn't have to rush the process. Like if he wants to wait until May 28th to commit somewhere, he can wait till May 28th. There's nothing that's stopping him from doing that. But a couple interesting news and notes on him. And then there's a very interesting note on Caleb Love. Uh, Caleb Love, everything was trending towards Missouri. For people who forget, Caleb Love is from Missouri. And I remember talking about this when he first entered the portals. I said, that'd be almost a perfect spot. Because I think Dennis Gates is going to keep Caleb Love in line. On top of that, um, it's a perfect system for Caleb Love. Up and down, relies on the guards. But he's from Missouri, and that would be the perfect spot if you're able to elevate that program even further, the NIL money would be through the roof. And it appears as though Caleb Love is down to basically two schools, Missouri and Michigan, which is making a run. Now, from the Michigan perspective, I'll just say, like, I get why Juwan Howard – Juwan Howard's kind of in desperation, right? Juwan Howard doesn't have anybody right now. Hunter Dickinson transferred. Juwan Howard's own son went pro, which he should have. He's going to be a first-round pick. Kobe Bufkin, the starting point guard, went pro. They don't have anybody left on that roster. I also just don't know if in a make or break year you want to put all your eggs in the Caleb Love basket because he is a little erratic. He does need to be kept in line. He does need to be put on the bench sometimes uh, if he gets too out of control. So it'll be interesting to monitor. But it feels like Caleb Love is down to two schools. Um, could somebody else get involved? Absolutely. But that's the update on Caleb Love. Really quickly, a couple other visit notes, and then we'll get to some commits and get out of here. But from a visit perspective, Indiana did host Kalel Ware. The six foot eleven, seven foot former McDonald's All American, really talented player, insane upside. You just got to get him locked in on the process. He's a guy that, um, you know, I don't know how to say it delicately. The motor has been an issue in the past. Oregon probably wasn't the right fit for him, but he just visited Indiana. I still think he ends up somewhere in the Southeast. I do think Arkansas, his home state school, has interest. You know, and one of those SEC schools would, would love to have him. I know Ole Miss is going after him. I think maybe Auburn has reached out, not in the Southeast, but Gonzaga has reached out as well. So that's going to be an interesting one to follow. Um, also, Nick Timberlake, I think, is a, an interesting name to follow as well. He is a guy, uh, six foot four shooting guard, 17 points per game, 41% three point shooting, visiting Kansas as I speak, just barely speaking, by the way. Also visiting UConn next week. That's worth noting a potential Jordan Hawkins replacement in Nick Timberlake. Somebody asked me about UConn the other day. I think really outside of that two-guard spot where Jordan Hawkins will be going pro, I don't know that there's a lot of priority in the portal for UConn. Finally, let's get, get out of here on a couple commitments. And first of all, can anyone stop the big pig invasion, baby? Eric Musselman, Arkansas, have struck in the transfer portal First player that they have gotten out of the portal this offseason, Keon Menefield, a all-pack 12 freshman team guard, just finished his freshman year at Washington, commits to Arkansas. I'll just say I, I love the fit, and let me explain why. So first off, this was a very in-demand guy. I know Alabama wanted him. There were some other schools. But why it's important, he's just the right player for an Arkansas-type team. He can score. He can get downhill. You know, the one thing if you watch Arkansas, Eric Musselman puts the ball in the hands of his best players and says, go make plays. Whether that was Anthony Black this year, whether that was uh, J.D. Note two years ago, whether it was Mason Jones, whether it was the Martin Twins at Nevada, that's kind of his M.O. as a head coach. But as long as you compete on the defensive end, 
he's going to put the ball in the best hands in the hands of his best playmaker. Well, Menafield is not only a great playmaker with the ball in his hands, he is a high-level defender. A high-level defender, elite defender, goes after it. Um, and I just think he's going to be perfect. And, and, and one thing about Arkansas, if you don't compete on the defensive end, you can't play for Eric Musselman. Well, this kid competes. This kid goes after it. And I think offensively, it's the right kind of skill set, the right kind of guard for Eric Musselman. And then finally, I'll wrap. Very interesting commitment on Wednesday. Kirk Kreisa, the former Arizona point guard, about 10 points, five assists per game, committed to West Virginia. I'll be honest, I don't really get it. I, I, I don't know what to say. Maybe there was an NIL situation that was too good to pass up. I don't know. Uh, I thought he was actually – my intel had been all along that he was going to play for Sean Miller at Xavier. Remember, Sean Miller was the player that recruited him to college basketball, basically committed to Arizona, played for Sean Miller for a year before Sean Miller was let go. Then he stayed for Tommy Lloyd. Um, but stuff changes. And I and I did see an interview with Kirk Risa where he said, I considered a lot of different things, but I thought I needed a fresh start, new coaching staff, new teammates, all that. Basically insinuating, you know, maybe going back with Sean Miller wasn't the best situation for him. But either way, Kirk Risa is going to West Virginia. Don't know what to make of it because, you know, Kirk Risa is an emotional player. He'll talk, he'll chirp. That doesn't strike me as like Bob Huggins' wheelhouse right there. All right. I think that's it for this episode of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. We were going to do a college basketball season-ending Aaron Wright, Aaron Wrong. I think I just got to save my voice, take the victory that I actually completed this segment, and get out of here. If you're not subscribed to the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast, please make sure to do so. I promise on Monday my voice will be back to normal. Apple, Spotify. Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure to subscribe. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead, give us a quick five stars. Make sure you're following on social media, at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com. That is all for today's show. It is time for me to get out of here. It's time for me to go get some cough syrup or whatever. I'm not sick, people. I just got no voice. Yelled and screamed all night Monday, came back, did like seven hours worth of recording on Wednesday. Probably not the best idea. That said, time for me to get out of here. Shout out to Torrent Craig. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick, UF at Unblock Me Bro. Shout out to you guys and girls for sticking through this podcast till the bitter end. I'll be back on Monday. New episode. Aaron Torrent. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.